0: welcome back to yes you can lead life and leadership lessons from your host chip Nightingale. i'm excited about our time that we're going to be spending together today because we are going to talk about obedience and the fact that we need to understand that when god calls us to go we better be ready to go and just accept and be excited about the process and understanding that god chose us to go because the truth is He doesn't need us to accomplish his task, but he wants us to be a part of it. So let's dive in. Session number nine, obedience. I got this great opportunity to speak at Indian Rocks Baptist Church to their men's group. And it's always an encouragement to go down there because these guys are on fire for the Lord. I, I don't know if all of them go to the church or not, but what I know is that I'm seeing a change in them. They, they're growing. They're being encouraged. They're being strengthened together. Um, what they do is they have this Bible study. Um, someone comes up and shares a, a little devotional, and then from there, they they go into small groups, and they apply it, very similar to what we do at Word of Life when we're training up young people to, to know and understand God's Word greater. I got this great opportunity to go down there uh, because some something happened and they needed someone to fill in and they gave me a call and it was a great honor to be there and learned a lot. Well, the Lord over the weekend had been challenging my heart <clears throat> with my obedience. I struggle with the obedience. I, I don't know why, but I get so consumed and caught up with myself that for whatever reason I fall in this trap of disobedience and or or my obedience is I'll do it but I'm going to do it in my own way and I was doing a devotional this last weekend and Jonah came up and I had preached on Jonah uh, for a group just recently but there were some things that uh, that I learned over the weekend about Jonah that really had significant weight for me. And as I think about us growing together as leaders, I think this is a great passage because Jonah, Jonah gets his message from the Lord. Chapter one, it says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it for the evil, because there's evil that has come up before me. It's interesting. uh, It's lightning out right now. So there's a storm going on. And Jonah, Jonah is experiencing um, an internal storm. And we know more of the story because it ends up becoming a big storm, a real storm, because he he basically, he runs from God. It says in verse three, but Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So God told him to go. And what does he say? Uh, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm fleeing. I'm, I'm going to the opposite side of the world because I don't want anything to do with them. And he went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarsus. He paid the fare. Um, he got on the boat. And and most of us know this story. Uh, a storm happens. What's interesting is that as the storm is brewing and these guys are having this conversation, even in the disobedience of Jonah, God uses it to impact these guys. It says in the end of the chapter, then the men feared the Lord. They, they threw him over the board. They, they threw him over the boat. There, he's in the water. And it says, then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. They committed themselves to who God was. And, uh, and so Jonah's tossed in, and, and we know chapter two is all about being in the fish. And this great big fish, and he's praying to the Lord. And what's so interesting about his prayer is that now he's in this huge storm because he has no idea what's going to happen. And I think as leaders, we get into these huge storms like this, and we have no idea what's going to happen. And and we cry out to the Lord and say, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. Just get me out of this situation. I'll do what you, I, I will go. I will go to Nineveh, and I will proclaim the message. Just get me out of that. Verse 9, it says, what I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Well, we dive into chapter 3, and I know I'm going through this really, really quick. But we dive into chapter 3, and look at what happens. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. Not the message that you want to proclaim, but the message that I tell you. So, So Jonah does it. And listen to the message, this, this crazy, simple message. It's like eight words. It says this, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown.
1: Does that sound like a significant message? Listen to it. Yet 40 days and Nineveh
0: shall be overthrown. He's walking through the city, and he just is saying these eight words. And yet, 40 days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And I had been processing through this, and what I began to realize is that Jonah is still upset. He's still upset that he has to go into Nineveh. And and have you ever had someone that is just angry, and they approach you? What do we do? We pay attention when they approach us and and they come to us with this either fear or anger, this expression, this sense of urgency, what do we do? We, we we listen. I can only imagine if you went in there and said, oh, peace and love, and the world's all great, and hey, if you just repent, God, God will take care of you. They wouldn't have heard the message, but he goes in there upset. He's upset with God, first of all, that he's there, And secondly, he's upset because he knows God's a gracious God, as we're going to find out, and that he's actually going to probably save these people if they do repent. And what happens? Verse 5, chapter 3, and the people of Nineveh believed God. They believed him. They didn't believe Noah. Who do they believe? They believe God. mean, it tells me a lot about leadership right there. Whether we're leading our families, whether whether we're we're leading in our communities, or whether we're leading in our homes, the reality is is that the message is simple. We just need to proclaim the message he tells us to give, and because it's his message, they will hear it. The messages that are going on deaf ears are the ones
1: that we are proclaiming, not the message that, that God's proclaiming. So what do they do? The people, they call for a fast, put on sackcloth, they put on these
0: garments, these rags, from the greatest of them to the least of them. And they repent. And what's so cool about what they say here
1: is that is that basically they're saying, we hope that you'll change your mind. If you look through the verses 6 through 9, they, they, they're not going,
0: well, I'm going to do this, and he's just going to change their mind. They're like, if we do this, maybe he'll change his mind. Obviously, God can see our hearts, and he knew that these people understood their wickedness. I want to I want you to understand this wickedness. It is wickedness like we have never seen. We think there's wickedness in this world right now. We think there's wickedness in the things that are happening all around us. Let me tell
1: you something. There was There was extreme wickedness that was taking place here. But God loved them so much, he still protected them. And look what he says, when God saw what they did, how they turned from their
0: evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. Here's what's interesting. Chapter four. This doesn't sound like a a grateful servant of the Lord. And I think many times
1: we fall in this trap as well. Verse one, chapter four, it says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly.
0: It displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry, and he prayed to the Lord, and he said, oh, Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God. Listen to this, and, and understand something. I think this is the this is the picture God wants us to see right now. All this crazy stuff that's happening around us gas prices political turmoil shooting wars all these things these are all things that god said is coming
1: but then he also reminds us is that he's in control and no matter how far away from god we get he
0: can still bring us back he can still bring us back and jonah knew it and that's what made him mad he says that is why I made haste to plead to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God is a gracious God and He's merciful? Or, or are you looking at all the things that are around us, going, Man, He doesn't know what He's doing? Maybe He does know what He is doing and He's calling us to go to those people to minister to them. That's 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 true leadership. That's true, that's truly being an example of the steward of, of God's grace and His mercy. It's It's recognizing our need to go to them, encourage them, show them love, steadfast love. And
1: maybe God will relent from this disaster. Maybe he won't. But if God's calling us to go, we need to be obedient. We need to go.
0: So Jonah, he goes out of the city and sits at the East of the city and made a booth for himself and he sat under it and, and he's just waiting he's waiting for them to make a mistake so god will destroy that's how much he hates these people i guess that's my challenge right now to you how much how much do you love people think about the storm's life i don't know if you can hear that thunder but there's storms that are going to pop up in our lives and when they pop up, are we more consumed with us or are we willing to take a step back and say,
1: "Okay God, what are you trying to teach me in this storm what if, what am I to learn Show me how to love people even though I'm going through this turmoil Lord show me the person that you're
0: trying to help me to see that I need to love I love what the Lord says that he he comes to Jonah he provides him he provides him a tree because uh, Jonah's complaining about the sun and then brings a worm and the worm eats the tree. Jonah complains again. And Jonah says, yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you pity the plant for which you did
1: not labor. do want you to think about that. You pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make which came into being in a night and perished in a night. I brought that for you. But just like I brought it to
0: you, I can take it away from you. Just like, just like God has given you all the things that you have, he can take all of those things away from you at any moment. He says, listen to this. Verse 11, and should not I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle. Don't you think that I have the right, God says, that if they truly repent, and I believe they they really did, or else why would God have relented? Don't you think God has the right to choose to forgive them? When you think about that, doesn't that mean that you owe that to whoever you haven't forgiven. See, leadership is understanding who we are, is understanding our weaknesses, is understanding the things that we need to work through. So when you look at passages like this and how it stirred my heart was just like, oh my goodness, God uses this extremely angry man to do his will. What it reminds me of is, first of all, he doesn't need me to accomplish his will. But for some reason, he loves me so much, he wants me to be a part of it. That's what I want to leave you with today. It's my life and leadership lesson for you today is this. God wants you to follow him, be obedient to him, and grow in your relationship with him so that you can be a part of what he is doing. Cool is that. Until next time, this is Chip Nightingale, and yes.